0: What up, what up, what up? What's going on, America? Uh, Happy Monday. Hope you guys are having a fantastic time. Uh, Listen, so this episode, um, I thought we would, uh, I don't know, we'll title it like Exposing uh, the Woke Church Narrative or something like Mm -hmm. that. And this episode, I'm excited because it's a little bit different. This is actually the uh, interview that I did on Greg Locke's show. So I know some people like Greg Locke. Some people hate Greg Locke. I don't really care. Um, it's about having the conversations of what's going on in our church culture that I firmly believe is a problem. And it's about having those conversations. Um, and it's one thing to just have it on my platform all the time. It's another thing to to, to hear the conversations on other people's platforms as well. And so uh, that's what we're going to do. We're going to play for you guys. Um, uh, my interview, I guess you would have it on Greg Locke's show, where we talk about a lot of things. We talk about uh, what we feel the issues are currently within the church. Uh, we talk about... um Uh, The realities of social media and and then I even talk about how I believe faith has impacted a lot of the videos that I've done and the things that I do uh, to this day. Uh, We talk about the evils behind the veils of politics. I I mean, we, 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 we talk about a lot of things. And so despite... You know, whether you love him or you hate him, you love me or you hate me, I think it's cool to have these conversations. And actually, uh, you're going to be hearing a lot more of these soon where we're going to be having uh, discussions with other people because we're getting ready to head down to SAS on Friday Mm -hmm. uh, with Turning Point USA. Uh, If you're going, uh, I'd love to say hi to you while we're there. We're going to be on Media Row. It's going to be hard to miss us. You'll see the Big Dear America Uh, TV and all that other stuff hanging on, but, but we're going to have a lot of conversations with a lot of people here very soon. Um, because sometimes when all you do is talk, it becomes a bit of an echo chamber a little bit. And sometimes it's good to have other people's thoughts, uh, to come on the platform, whether you agree or disagree and you know I firmly believe in that and and I th- this invitation goes out to any pastor out there any church member anyone on the left you know the invitation's been out there for over three years now and not one time and we had uh anybody come on nope. but, but either way pastors I'd love to have conversations uh, across the board so if you're a pastor and you want to uh, sit down and have dialogue uh, th- th- it's an open invita- I- I- invitation invitation it's a new uh, word. just Email Graham, G R A H A M, at dear, D E A R, America. uh, America Americamedia.com. That's Graham at dearamericamedia.com. And we'd love to schedule getting you people on so we can have um, more conversations. Because I just, I believe firmly that that is so incredibly vital. Moving forward, especially as we want to engage the church, engage Christians uh, in the fight for our country as we move forward. I just think that it's important uh, for us to try to bridge this gap a little bit. So, um, that's how this episode is going to go. I really think you're going to enjoy this conversation. Uh, you're going to hear some perspectives from him. You're going to obviously hear a lot from me because it was the interview uh, that he interviewed me. Uh, and so I'd love your feedback of what you think of what I say in this. Uh, agree, disagree. Again, that's Graham at DearAmericaMedia.com. Also want to thank everyone that has gone to support us uh, by going to GrahamAllen.com slash give. lady. Is that a new clap? Yeah, I gotta get the old one on there. This one's kind of lame. Yeah, that's a lame clap. Wow. We, we just got a new soundboard, and that was the biggest letdown ever. Anyway, uh, what a horrible way to say how their money's helping us by, by that horrible thing right there. Either way, uh, your donations allow us to continue this show. I literally just talked about how Uh, We got a community standards violation for abusive content. Uh, Well, why did we get it? Because I made a video calling out uh, Occupy Democrats celebrating uh, Donald Trump's first wife, Don Jr., Ivanka, and Eric Trump's mother. They celebrated this woman's death. Mm. And I made a video calling them out saying, hey, this is beyond politics. This is beyond everything. Show some humanity. These people just lost their mother. I got a community standards violation for abusive content or abusive behavior for that. So that's why your contribution is so vitally important. Uh, it allows us not to be reliant on sponsors. It allows us not to be reliant on social media, and it allows us to continue to bring you this. So please consider going to GrahamAllen.com slash give. That's Allen.com slash give. You can make a one-time donation. You can make a monthly donation. The link will be in the description. Yeah, the link is in the description as well. And so, again, thank you guys so much for the support been overwhelming, but but your monthly donation, know that it goes directly to paying for employees, paying for equipment, paying for broadcasting, allowing us to create American jobs, allowing us to continue to do what we do here. So thank you guys very much. If you haven't and you want to, please consider going to GrahamAllen.com give right now. Anyway, okay, enough of my pandering. It's time for you to listen to this interview. Uh, It's time for you to uh, hear the conversations we had. Again, I'm excited about it because I I felt like it was good dialogue and it was good conversation. And then the interesting thing that most of you won't know is, is Greg Locke had 60 Minutes Europe filming us at the same time. So while I was on his show there was sixty minutes from Britain. Oh, that's pretty cool. There because they're doing some kind of documentary, I guess, on they called it "Democracy in America," and I kept arguing with them, not aggressively, but I was like, "We're a constitutional republic. It's not what we're, we're not a democracy." Did they have the good accent? Oh yeah, I mean cool. they, they, they were super nice dudes. I mean I'm sure that there is zero chance that when this thing comes out, they said it's going to come out in October, which is going to be interesting. And I'll tell you guys this right now because they gave me the form to sign, uh, and I never signed it. Uh, like like the video release form, they gave it to me, and I was like, you know what, I'm gonna take a picture of it, I'm gonna read over it, review it, and I never signed it. And so I'm just waiting for them to release the video footage and be like, oh, that's real interesting because I never signed that. <laughs> uh, and, 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 I'm, and, and and so and so if they try to make us look like lunatics. I'm really excited because I will sue the crap out of 60 Minutes Britain. Anyway, so we'll see. We'll see what happens. But they seem like good dudes, but if I've learned anything, the camera crews are always good dudes, and it's the people that edit the footage that make it look weird. The editing is where all the magic happens. Yeah, so we'll see. So that's an interesting little tidbit for you to remember. So I said all these things on this thing, on this interview, knowing that 60 Minutes Britain was filming me at the exact same time. So, don't ever say that I back down from my beliefs ever. Uh, anyway, without further ado, here's the interview. But before we get into that, we've got to get into this. you know what's never good when your nation's supposed authority on economic policy completely misses the flashing red lights of impending inflation? Now, Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen has finally admitted there have been unanticipated and large shocks to the economy that have boosted energy and food prices and supply bottlenecks that affected our economy badly that I didn't, at the time, fully understand. Well, you know, Janet, who did understand, that would be real Americans. And the people who invested in gold and silver with Birch Gold Group. They're protecting your savings from a highly turbulent economy by diversifying their 401k or IRA into gold. Physical Gold, and it's not too late for you to take action now. Text the word Graham—that's G G-R-A-H-A-M, R A H A M—to ninety-eight 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 and get a free info kit on diversifying and protecting your savings with precious metals. With an A plus rating from the Better Business Bureau, countless five-star reviews, and thousands of satisfied customers. Text the word Graham—that's G G-R-A-H-A-M, R A H A M—to ninety-eight 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 for a free, no-obligation info kit
1: now. But Today, I've got a friend in my life, a friend to our ministry, and a friend to America. I want you to welcome the one and only Graham Allen to the show. Thank you, Graham, for being here today.
0: Thanks for having me, man. This is impressive stuff. Yeah, yeah you know, it's just kind of- This is good. I like it all,
1: Putting it all together. And uh, the first time, I guess, you were in Mississippi still when I was on your show a few yeah, years ago. Yeah, yeah.
0: We go way, way, way back. We a- do. A- and so uh, almost- Careers, if you call them, parallel each other and kind of thing. So it's been it's been amazing to see everything that you guys have been able to accomplish, everything the Lord is doing. Yeah, I just saw the tent. Yes, Uh, 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 it's uh, becoming a staple. It is uh, uh, structure, and man, it's impressive. Everybody is impressed to visit the tent. Yeah, visit the tent. We,
1: We have a horse trough. You'll actually see it tomorrow after we do this broadcast. And we've had. Four thousand people baptized in a horse trough in two years. That's awesome. And uh, man, when we dug our heels in during the COVID debacle, the Lord said, "I'm going to grow the people that have a backbone and have a voice." Yeah. Whether it's politically, whether it's religiously, whatever. And man, God's just blessed us, but He's also blessed you in a lot of ways. A
0: lot of ways. More <laughs> than more than more than I, more than I deserve. It, it's been sure. amazing
1: to watch the organic growth of. Not your life and family, but man, just the organization that God's given you—it's been beautiful.
0: Yeah, so it's been it has been an interesting ride. Uh, you know, it started off very much like yourself, uh, just seeing things that were wrong. Yeah, and, and and just speaking about it. And it's weird. It's amazing how life goes in these cycles. Yeah. So back when we first started all this stuff, this was about seven, eight years ago. Now, yeah. uh, it was so many people that saw things wrong. But nobody wanted to say it out loud yeah. through fear of repercussions in their job, fear of repercussions, even in relationships. Yes. The world is smaller now. You have people from, like me, from redneck nowhere, Mississippi, <laughs> talking to people in Brooklyn, New York yeah. on dating apps, and they end up marrying each other. The world's smaller now. You have yes. all these, you have people that are married, they don't even believe the same things yep. spiritually right. anymore. And, and so I, I just... Like you, I saw things that needed to be said and things yeah. that needed to be talked about. And it was amazing to me how quickly people just latched yes. on to that. And anyway, fast forward eight yeah. years. Now there's a million of us. There's a million people that do what yeah. we used to do all the time. And let me tell you something that I really appreciate about what you guys are doing here. Yeah everybody can say what they want to say. Everybody can talk what they want to talk. But, but, but here's what I do know. And here's one thing that I'm excited about. Uh, I have, uh, seen a lot of things and I've seen so much behind the veil of politics that most people will never, ever, ever be able to see. And, uh, uh, because I don't want to be murdered walking out of here, I'll keep some of it to myself on camera, but, yeah. but I've seen so much. And once you see it, I heard you say something in a, in a sermon the other day, it was something along the lines of once you've yes. heard the truth or yep. once you've seen the truth, you just can't once it's keep out it out of the box, yourself.
1: Yes. You cannot put it back and in.
0: And so for me, uh, a lot of people ask me all the time. They're like, you know, sometimes we miss the old Graham. You know, that, that guy that's screaming in his truck and, and it's just this angry person. Well, one, I'm, I'm about to be 36 this yeah. year, so, oh, I, so I'm older on. now. Uh, and so, you know, everybody's like, oh, we want that screaming guy back. No, you don't. Yeah. At 36, it just, it's just is going to come off weird and creepy to this yep. guy. But, but 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 that guy's not here anymore. There's an evolution to it. There's an evolution because yeah. I've seen more. Yeah. I know more. And now that I've seen what I've seen, I realize that it is not going to be through politics mm that we save this country or, right. you know, it can be argued we're not gonna save this country, sure. right? Like it, it, we all know how this ends if yeah. we believe the Bible to be true, but but if we're going to continue the work that God wants us to do, which is the ultimate is the great commission, yeah. right? To spread Absolutely. his word. Uh, we're not going to change the culture of America by politics. We're Absolutely. just not, we're just not. We can't send enough of the good ones at one time, yeah. enough to do anything. And, and, and that's been this real revelation that I've, I've figured out is unless we can send 98%, replace 98% at one time, it, it's not going to do anything. And the only way that we're going to be able to affect any change at all is from the church. And and when I say the church, I'm not talking about big C church either. I'm talking about the people in church and what we have right now, similar to eight years ago, Back then it was political. Mm-hmm. People didn't want to speak up. Well, now we've got Christians that don't want to talk. Yeah, we got and, pastors that don't pastors want to talk. That yeah. don't want to talk. We have churches, yes. multi-million dollar, hundred million dollar a year churches yeah. that just don't want to say anything, either through corruption,
1: yeah.
0: either through uh, they're just false teachers yeah. or fear. Cowards. And, yeah. and, and, and it's a weird parallel me personally in my life that I'm seeing that the same thing that I saw eight years ago on the political front, now I'm seeing the exact yes. same thing on the, you could call it the spiritual front. And, and, and I know you've said it, I've said it for years. <clears throat> they want us to believe we're fighting a political battle. Right. Right what we're really fighting is a spiritual battle is a spiritual under the war. veil of politics and, and, and all these Christians that say, yeah, uh, well, you know, you shouldn't, you shouldn't talk about that because that's political in church. All that is is a cowardice way mm-hmm. to try to dodge what is actually a moral conversation that, oh, needs to, that needs to be had. And, um, you know, and for that, I'm super appreciative of, of yes. what you guys do here uh, be, because I believe that it's needed. I, I believe that I, I was, man, yeah. I was just listening to this amazing thing about David and Goliath. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and I think you'll like this. And yes, you can use it. You know, kind of thing. Uh, and, and it was this guy who was, who was putting context to the story of David and Goliath. And, and he said, it was a Christian guy and he was like, you know, the biggest misconception I think we have about David is everybody puts David as this guy that had no idea what he was doing. He was just this blithering little shepherd boy that just (laughs) had like a kid slingshot and all this stuff. And he said, back in those days, he said, you had three main types of people that fought battles. Okay. So parallel this with spiritual. Okay. You had, uh, you had archers. Mm-hmm. You had the heavy inf- infantry, which would be like your Goliath, yep. right? Like the people that go out there and fight each other. And then you had artillery back then. And <laughs> what were the artillery people? They flung yeah. these things around and launched, and in it. And they were good. And <laughs> good. And one of the major things that enacted the most damage to the enemy back then was actually the artillery guys. <laughs> and so this dude was talking about the fact of everybody, everybody acts like David was this idiot. <clears throat> that God just like sure. like saved, which very well may be true, as we all are. But but more so people people point to the fact of no, the enemy just wanted us to fight the battle the way they wanted us to fight mm, it. Yes. And David saw past that and said, Well, I'm not gonna go fight this guy hand to hand. There's no way I'll beat him like that. I'm just gonna go grab this rock yep. and I'm gonna fling it right between his but eyes." It was a strategy. Yes.
1: A spiritual strategy. Exactly. And God.
0: that's where we are now. We have politics and churches Mm -hmm. that want us to only speak truth, absolute truth in the ways that they define that we're supposed to fight that battle. And I believe it's gonna take people like you, it's gonna take maybe even people with tattoos and and people with broken past and people with with scars, both physically and emotionally, and even spiritually, it's gonna take real people speaking and fighting this battle a different way. And
1: well, those are the people that God's given a platform to. There's no doubt. The people that really have a voice, have a backbone, and they are the ones that maybe the church has discounted. Yes. You know, oh, that's just a little shepherd boy. Oh, you, yeah, can't, do you can't do that. You do that. Yeah. But he destroyed, you know, the greatest enemy in that day. And what a lot of people don't understand, and we talk a lot about on this show, is judgment must begin at the house of God. We don't have a White House problem. We have a church house problem. Absolutely. You know, COVID caused no problems in the church. It exposed the problems that have been there for decades. Correct. It didn't create cowardly pastors. It exposed the cowardly pulpits that have been around for a very, very long time. Correct. And so, you know, I, I appreciate the fact that there are men and women, whether they're on the political scene, the religious scene, whatever, that are standing up and saying, you know what? We've had a gut full of this. Enough is enough. And it's amazing to me when I go around and I preach at, you know, Reawaken conferences and all these political rallies, and I get a lot of pushback. You know, why would a pastor go and preach at a political rally? Because Jesus works for everybody in every context, right? But what I'm finding is that there are pastors out there that are beginning to realize, you know what? We've missed it. We have got to train our people about the truth of what's happening in the world because these churches that you're talking about, the ones that are woke as a joke that say, well, you know, we're, we're not political. They are way more political than we are. By not saying anything, they have polarized the nation as far as churches are concerned. And so they look at guys like me and they're like, you should never say those things. Whereas I'm thinking to myself, oh, absolutely not. I think these things have not been said for so long. That's why we're in the mess that we're in, because we've not pushed back.
0: All right, we have recently had some huge wins for truth in the American family. It feels like the pendulum may be swinging back to that time of great American values, and the center of that change has to be the family, your family. Ronald Reagan once said, All great change in America starts at the dinner table. There's no company doing more to help you bring your family and friends to the table than Good Ranchers. Good Ranchers delivers a 100% American meat experience to your door. They guarantee you meat that is born, raised, and harvested here in the U.S. so that you know where it comes from and who you are supporting. You're already buying meat, so why not buy in the way that strengthens the American farm? Your country and taste buds will thank you not only that i personally eat it all the time it is a mainstay at my house and we use it and eat it every just about every single day. <laughs> make sure to use my code, Graham, that's G-R-A-H-A-M, to get $30 off your order. Plus, get free express shipping. You can make gatherings at the table common again with Good Ranchers. Take advantage of this offer before it's gone. Go to GoodRanchers.com slash Graham to start bringing people to the table, creating change in America, and eating seriously delicious food from Good Ranchers. Good Ranchers. Well, I think that, you know, the church world is no different than, you know, the left, sure. culture, whatever you want to call it. Re- Republicans are no different. We Heck do the yeah. same thing. <laughs> uh, you know, it, it's changing of words. Yes. Okay, well, why would you go talk about political things or the political? Well, what makes it political? Mm. Well, because they're talking about in politics. Yeah, but, but, but if you actually pay attention yeah. to politics, you realize that Politics is about our life yes, and our culture, absolutely, and it affects everything that we do. And so my argument to a Christian or somebody that says, oh, I don't, I don't do politics, <laughs> well, then you're ill-informed. Yeah. And if, you're, if, if you have no knowledge of what's actually going on, how are you able to put any kind of knowledge or information or in, be any help? In any way, shape, form, or fashion, mm. Christians are being persecuted right now. Not yes. in third-world countries where we know that it's happening, yeah. but right here. Absolutely. And we need look no further than the downgrade of our society. Okay, we, I am a Christian. I, I tell everybody this. I am a Christian first. Yeah. All right. I love America. Everybody knows this. Anybody yeah. that knows who I am, <laughs> you, you know, I, 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 mm-hmm. I, 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 lo- I love America so much. <laughs> That sometimes I've been blinded by my own country of what's yes. happening. And, and I am a Christian before I'm an American. Mm. And if America continues to turn from God, I'm go, I am a Christian first. Absolutely. And you know, I, and I, I love President Trump. Do, do I agree with everything President Trump has said? No, right. no, I don't. I, I, and, and mm. but, 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 but I think that's, I, I don't think you're supposed to agree sure. 100% with anyone politicians that are idolized. That's, that's, that's not the way it's supposed to be. Pastors Pastors. that consider themselves above challenge. Like, well, well, what, what, what do you mean when you say that? Or, well, you know, what about this? Those people say, oh, we can't talk about that because Mm. that's political. No, 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 no. You are (laughs) making it political. So you have a, an out on, on why not to do it. Yeah. You go and ask 10 pastors right now and you ask, define what truth is. Mm. Right now, define it. What is truth? And they'll probably say something like, if they don't give the stereotypical, which, well, the Bible, which yeah. is absolutely true. <laughs> but, but, but the majority of them today probably like, well, the truth, you have to look into, you know, what people's, backgrounds are yeah. or where they're coming from. And so, so, in other words, you have no idea. Exactly. You have no idea what truth is. The Bible doesn't care about where you came from. <laughs> exactly. The Bible doesn't care about what what what, what how dull your ax is. The Bible doesn't care about your background, if your parents sucked. if They don't care if your wife cheated on you or your husband cheated on you. They don't care about none of that stuff. The Bible is the truth. Yes. And what you're seeing now is the church, and, and I hear this with you and, and my, my, my beautiful <laughs> wife who is better than I will ever be. She gets onto me a lot because I say what I feel and, and I say it in some ways that I realize I'm not everybody's flavor Yeah, and that's okay. <laughs> some people need to make you feel yes. good and then some people mm. like to be challenged. I like to be challenged. That's me. But we have churches right now that have leaned so far to grace mm. instead of, coupling that with truth, our our obligation as Christians is to live in the tension between grace and truth. Yes. If you, all you ever do is give grace and you don't add the truth to it, you are an enabler (laughs) of what is going on now because the church has given grace unlimited without truth. Now we have a society and a generation that doesn't even know what truth Mm. is. And how do you fix it? If all you've ever done is too much grace with no if I, if you eat too much, <laughs> yeah. how do you fix that? Absolutely. You just stop eating. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you stop eating yeah. as much. Well, if we're giving too much, if all we ever do is give our children grace with no discipline, not punishment. Those are two different things. Yeah. Okay. Discipline is teaching them consequences for an action. Punishment is an emotional reaction. Most of the time, because as parents, we think like we're these high and mighty people and our kids (laughs) embarrassed us and we're gonna, we're gonna show them, but you know, I firmly believe in discipline as well, but without discipline and all you ever do is give your children grace. What are you going to have? A spoiled detriment to human society that probably can't tell you the difference between a man and a woman. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. And I feel like today we had to pull this
1: table out and put a pulpit in here and just let you preach no, a little bit. No, no, this no, I, I, me, really no. This is pretty amazing. Not me, man. really enjoying this. No, no, not me. I, I think the problem is, and tell me what you think about this kind of weigh in, is a lot of what we are calling political is really just moral, biblical issues. Yeah. Look, killing babies, that's not political. People yeah. say, oh, don't talk about politics. You know, you can't talk about killing babies. That's a moral issue. Butchering yeah. babies. Gender dysphoria, that is a moral issue. Yeah. You know, men can get pregnant, according to Google. No, no, no. That is a moral issue. And so yeah. we're not talking about politics. We're We're talking about completely erasing and eradicating truth altogether. When Jesus plainly said, I am the way, the truth and the life. So when I get up and say, look, Jesus is not a way to heaven. He's the one and only way to heaven. That puts you in a whole new category.
0: Yeah. And and here's the thing. I firmly believe, you know, the Bible talks about turning the other cheek and all this stuff, but I think we're confusing meekness, uh, yeah, right? And, and humility, which is vital, mm-hmm. right? I, I do believe that real Christians know that we deserve nothing. Yeah. Real quick. God loves me no more, no less than a murderer on death row right mm. now. Uh, just that's the truth. Sure. That is the truth. God's grace is there for anyone who will seek him and give their life to him. I believe that wholeheartedly. I believe in radical transformation of people. However, Uh I also believe that God gives Mm. different people different things and the Bible even talks about this. You've got the teacher, you've got the, you know, the, the, the prophets, you've got the preacher. And then I also believe that there is a world for the people that have temperaments like yourself, that can pastor people Mm -hmm. that, that, that lead, uh, lead people to the, to, to the Lord evangelism and things like that. But then you also have people that are there more as a warning. Hey, do you guys not see Mm. what is going on? Do you guys not see what is happening? Do you guys not see that if we, the real church, which is the, the people, if we do not do something, the watchman. Yes, and, and 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 what's happening now is you're seeing a lot of territorial things with, with pastors and churches. They don't want people to come in and and uh, uh, open up the, the books, so yeah. to say, <laughs> and then you have Christians, everybody loves the truth until somebody says the truth about you. Yeah, then uh, all yeah. of a sudden, nobody likes the truth anymore. Yeah. Well, that's what's happening. <laughs> nobody wants to talk about the uncomfortable things that are happening in our world right now. Yeah. Because it's, it, it makes it, it's a, it's a, it's a get out of jail free card yeah. for them. If we don't have to talk about it, then, 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 it doesn't exist. And it's magically this, we are supposed to love everyone as Christians. I 100% agree. Absolutely. Who are we to right. say that we are better than anyone? We're not. God looks at everything to say, I mean, I, the way God looks at things as opposed to we look to, it, it, it's, it's, it's unfathomable. Yes. You know, we, we, we cannot understand. So who are we to judge? But if we except love the sinner, hate the sin, right? But mm. if all we ever do is love the sinner and never address the sin. There you go. Then are we actually spreading the true word of God or are we selling them a fake God mm. and a fake Jesus or a watered down Jesus to where they continue to do the same things that they've done since the beginning? And, and I just, I don't believe in it. I, I, I think that we need look no further in the church and as Christians, from where we are in our society, and we need more people that aren't afraid to step on toes about it. And well, and and you may not be one hundred percent correct all the time. I've right. heard you acknowledge yeah. when you've done that. Me as well. I I have said some things and then come to learn. You know what? I should have said it different or I was wrong about that. Mm-hmm. We need more of that. Yes. We need more honesty. Yeah. We need more real and the whole Western civilization or, or the whole Western church, right? Uh, the second great awakening, all this other kind of stuff. It, it has just changed this reality of, of what the Bible actually tells us mm. to do. Yeah. And, and, and I just believe that this, this COVID thing, as you pointed out, everything, I believe that you're going to see, a lot of uh, David's come out from Mm. out of the middle of nowhere that nobody would expect that these would be the people. Not necessarily, I'm not saying that, I'm just saying you're gonna, you're already starting to see it.
1: All sorts of people. All
0: sorts of people that are getting stirred up in their spirit. And and there's going to be, I believe that I believe that I believe that we have a great revival coming. I believe this.
1: You heard it right here, folks. This guy is doing a little bit of preaching today no, on this no, broadcast. No, no, no. I uh, am loving this. That's you. I learned you know, it from you. Everybody really. wants you to be like Jesus until you actually start being like Jesus. Yeah. You know, They're like, hey, Greg, like you need to preach like Jesus. I'm like, have you ever read Matthew 23? Yeah. That's the roughest sermon ever preached by anybody. Yeah. Right? I've wanted to get a couple of whips and run some men out of church. I mean, Jesus was a man's man. And so all of these people are like, well, you know, I preach like Jesus. Well, everybody loves you until you actually start doing just that. Yeah. And so this is the message of the gospel. I love how you said a perfect balance of grace and truth. Because the Bible says when Jesus came forth, he was that perfect balance. Not too much truth that he was a jerk, but not so much grace that he was a compromiser. It was beautifully blended together. And that's what the church must do. We have to speak the truth in love. I told our people a couple of weeks ago, boldness without brokenness makes you a bully. And there's been times, you would agree, we've, I've been a bully. Have, I've, I've a got on that kid. camera and I've had to come back and say, oh, man, I came off half-cocked on that, didn't yeah, think. But, uh, you know, we, we've had to apologize. We've had to eat crow a little bit, be humble. But I think that builds not just your character, it builds that boldness. You know, I want to love people right where they're at. We tell people in our church, you can come as you are. We just love you too much to let you stay that way. You know, exactly. we're not one of these churches that just so sloppy grace, mushy, gushy, you know, you just come as you are and stay the same way for the rest of your life. We're a church where broken people find new meaning to life, but brokenness is not the goal. Brokenness is the journey that gets you to wholeness. Are you
0: going to let your son walk into your house <laughs> with a needle in his arm Right, and just be like, oh, well, I'm glad you're here. Yep. Let me tell you about, (laughs) let me tell you about what, let let me tell you about what God's done for me. Exactly. And, oh, I'm just going to completely ignore that you got a needle in your arm and that you're still, no. And if you put it in that context, people would be like, no, that's the most insane thing I've ever heard in my life. But they're doing it all the time. Why do we do it in the church? Yeah. And you can say the truth. I would argue that, that, that there's more love in telling someone the truth.
1: Yeah. oh, And and
0: we claim as Christians that, oh, well, you know, we just want to make sure that we love everyone first. Well, What is real love? Yeah. Is real love lying to people?
1: I think what we mean by that is we want everybody to keep loving us. Yes. So we don't say, it's self-preservation. That's why we don't kill the truth. You show me
0: somebody that everybody loves. Yeah. And I'll show you a liar or a (laughs) coward. Absolutely. Somebody sold out. The the perfect person to ever walk the face of the earth, they killed him. Yeah. I mean, I, so, so, so again, I don't believe in it. Oh, they never met a stranger yeah. and everybody loved Well, they, they were hiding something, something wrong.
1: Jesus said, beware when all men speak well of you. Yes. They didn't kill the man because of what he did. They killed him because of what he said. Exactly. Never a man spake like this man spake. And there was times that Jesus had to be abrasive. They cut John the Baptist's head off because he was abrasive. Exactly. And I <laughs>
0: believe that God uses that. Yes. I believe that there are different types of pastors and, 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 and everybody's not going to love the same way that everybody preaches. And that's another thing. Oh, well you know, so-and-so, I can't, I can't listen to him because I just don't like how he says it. Then fine. You're not supposed to. <laughs> yep. You're going to be able to reach people yep. that nobody else is going to be able to. Uh, another pastor out in the middle of nowhere in mm-hmm. Alabama, maybe is going to be able to reach people that you'll never yep. be able to reach. God uses everybody's temperaments, their tones, how they deliver their inflections, the way they speak. Some pastors, man, it is fire and brimstone. Then other pastors are really funny. And then some people are, what is it, expository uh, preacher where it's just line by line by line. God uses everybody the same way. And, and, and what I'm seeing is in church world, just, just shut up. Yeah. And, and, and I'm not a pastor, so I can say that. Yeah. Just, just shut up. I'm a pastor. I say it all the time. Let's get to a world (laughs) where Christians will look at another Christian and be like, okay, I've heard what you said. Ah, Now it's my turn to talk. Yes. And this is what the Bible has to say. And I do love you, but, 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 but this is wrong. And and we need people to remember that that's actually what we're supposed to do in the first place.
1: It's the difference between acceptance and approval. Yeah. We have to accept everybody. That doesn't mean I'm going to approve of your lifestyle choice. Exactly. I'm going to preach the truth. I'm going to preach the truth in love, but real love is not at the expense of telling the truth, right? Correct. Because people are like, oh, yeah, well, the Bible says speak the truth in love. What they mean by that is just speak love. No, no, no. That's not truthful, nor is it loving. Exactly. We have to be balanced with both. Now, here's what I want you to do before we come into the end of the broadcast. Okay. What was the moment? I, I know we've both organically grown into this. I can remember where I was, the video I did when everything went bonkers viral. What what was that moment that you had had a gut full and you grabbed the phone, are you in a truck, are you in a, in a restaurant? Where are you? And you're like, you know what? And it just
0: happened. Uh, so so, so <laughs> for me, because it's evolved, I yeah. can say there's been three distinct moments. Yep. So the first one uh, is when uh, Donald Trump won the election. Yeah did a video about what I thought about it and just everything yeah, took, took off. off. The Second one, uh, I believe it was uh, Chester Bennington, uh, who is the lead singer for a rock band called Linkin Park. Mm-hmm. He had committed suicide. Mm. Uh, very close to Chris Cornell, another famous rock and roll singer that had just committed suicide. And I felt like doing a video to talk about it. And I remember telling everybody, I was like, I'm, I'm facing to do a video about yeah. suicide. Everybody was like... Mm are you sure that you should be doing a video? And it just just flew. And then the biggest one, the biggest video I've ever done, and this goes full circle of what we're talking about right here. It was a video about my tattoos. Really? And it was a video that, you know, I don't ever read comments, but some lady on Twitter uh, who identified herself as a Christian woman. Yeah said, you know, Graham, I really love what you have to say. I remember this one. But your tattoo as a, uh, your tattoos uh, make me to where I can't look at you. And as a Christian woman, I just, I can't, I can't listen to you because of it. (laughs) And so, 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 so I made, I I made a video about that and it, 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 that video, I mean, we had been making strides obviously, but that video was the first time Mm. everybody knew I was a Christian. Yeah it was the first time I had ever come out and just said, you know, I'm a Christian too. Yeah. And let me tell you, let me tell you what, mm. wh- how I read it. And let me tell you yeah. what I think and all this and that. And, um, you know, I've written books about it. I mean, that video, there's a whole chapter in my first book yeah. about that video. And, and it just opened the door to so many things. And I realized it's the first video I ever prayed over. Oh, wow. So I made this video. Yeah. I launch it. And in wow. the in the first hour, it does, it does decent, like like the videos used to. But it wasn't anything like oh, yeah. like oh man, you know, kind <laughs> of thing. And I remember, I remember clear as day. I just prayed. I was like, Lord, if if you can use this video somehow, some way, mm. I pray you just let it go. Yeah. And when I tell you that video didn't have 1.8 million views, it had 1.8 million shares, shares. Wow. on that video. That video reached two thirds. Of America's population. Wow! That video gained two million followers to everything we did in that one thing, and mm. we were so overloaded with messages. It took us three months. Wow! To respond to everybody that wrote, that had been hurt by the church, that yep. had been hurt by a pastor, and, and 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 if I can pull this around, everybody tells me I always I always don't put hope at the end of everything. <laughs> I call out everything. I, I will say this. God didn't hurt you. God didn't do that to you. Mm. Men, women, humans, people did that to you. The church let you down. God didn't let you down. Mm. And and that's something that I had to learn in my own life as well. Um, The biggest thing I've learned, like I said, I turned 36 this year. Right. And I'm finally at a place now where I realize that God is bigger than the four walls Mm. that you go and sit at on Sunday. God, God is bigger than the pastor who messed up or God is bigger than, uh, you know, the youth pastor that let you down yeah. or, 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 you know, I mean, we see it all the time, all in, the time. into, you know, homosexuality or, yep. or, or, or pedophilia. I mean, we see it all the time. There, there are broken people. Yes. God didn't let you down. God is still there and God, God is the healer of mm. all. And, and if we can, if we can, some people would call it attack. I would call it confronting. If we can confront immoral things, yeah. if we can confront this lie that there is no absolute truth, but then we can also present mm. that there is an answer and that answer is God. Yeah. Man, I think we got a shot. I really do. Yeah, but, I do but, too. But, but, but it's going to take, it's going to take more than just a Greg Locke. Yeah. It's going to take, Absolutely. It, it's going to take people that are willing to, to, to possibly lose a lot of things to do it and, and, and it, but, but, but I do, I think, I think we got a shot, man. Wow. And, and, and so anyway, that's kind of, that's what goes on in my head. Middle Uh,
1: verse of the Bible, Psalm 118, verse eight, better to put trust in the Lord than confidence in men because men will fail you. But let me tell you what's beautiful about that story. Uh, It's not the video that you would have expected to put Graham Allen, Mm -hmm. the
0: rant man on the
1: map, but it's the one that God used. Yep. And because it was the most real, it was the most raw, it was, it was bold humility. Yeah. It was you being real and raw and honest about who you were. And then look at the platform that literally the Lord has given you, because it's not all about politics. You know, people think it's all about politics because all they see are, are thirty second CNN clips of me. I might preach on politics one or 2% of anything that I say, you know, it's about the gospel. It's about the truth. It's about where we are as a society. And so I think it's been a great conversation just for people to see the other side of who Graham Allen is, ah, right? Yeah, Everybody yeah. knows the 912, you yeah. know, and all the gear, and they know the rants and the screaming into the phone and, you know, all the things that really have put you on the map in a lot of ways.
0: I'm normally the quietest guy in the room, there you go. You know, normally, That's until, I'm, until I'm like I get big on stage on camera, and
1: then I'm a burst of conversation you know, it, afterwards. But
0: you know what's so funny is how many of us are so similar in that way. Yes. How God uses the people that would much rather, type A, but Mm -hmm. type A would much rather be left alone 98% (laughs) of the time. (laughs) Yeah. But then that 2% of the time that we have to. Yeah. It's amazing how God uses those people. Yes. And, and, and yeah, again, I, I do not think this is the end. I really think that the only way this country moves forward is a, is a Christian revival throughout the country. And, and I see it, man. I see it. I see people on the political side getting pulled like this to to, 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 to the to the church side. And I see people on the church side getting pulled like this mm-hmm. to to the cultural yes. side, if you want to call it that. And I'm telling you, we're headed for a collision. Yeah. And when that happens, whew, watch out. Yeah. I think it's gonna be I think it's gonna be amazing to yeah. see.
1: Yeah, I don't believe it's going to be the third great awakening. I believe we're about to see the greatest awakening the world's ever seen. I
0: think so too. I believe and,
1: that. Uh, we, we call it the Blue Flame Revival around our place. It's going to be the hottest, burning flame we've ever seen. So it's beautiful. So, man, look, I want to thank you for being on the show Absolutely, today. Absolutely, man. Thanks and, for having and, uh, me. G- give everybody a new perspective of who Graham Allen is, and here he is, thirty-six, right? to it, be, be
0: thirty-six. Not there yet. I got him, I got him by fixin ten years.
1: Be. I'm forty-six, and uh, I, I admire the fitness this guy has, right? You know, Whew, yeah, I don't know, I, yeah. I, I, need a, I need some of those guns, brother. So I don't know how you're doing that. We're gonna get you back on the program. We'll do a we'll pump you up show. That, but yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> keep it up, man. Thanks for speaking, thanks for being bold, and uh, we love you around here, man. We're for you. Anything we can ever do for well, you, let us know.
0: likewise, and thanks for having
1: me. Oh, absolutely. So guys, you've been here with On Point with Pastor Greg Locke, I'm Pastor Greg Locke, my friend Graham Allen, and we like to talk about faith, family, and politics, but I love today's discussion because it really went from uh, politics to faith because you're not going to change the political climate without doing it through faith in the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. So next week we'll be on with Abby Johnson. We look forward to seeing you guys and I hope you've got a gut full of everything that's going on in this nation because it's time we stand up and stand out, speak up and speak out. God bless you guys.